Well, it is down payment day, or as I like to call it, taking coal to Newcastle day. This being the COVID shortage economy, it should come as little surprise. The best laid travel plans required not only alteration, but also adaptation and accommodation. Originally, we planned to fly overnight to London, easily connected Heathrow for that short flight to Newcastle, and then proceed to Whitley Bay, where we would drop our bags and set off for the so-called down payment walk from Wall's End back to Newcastle. Our connecting flight was canceled two weeks before travel day. No problem. We rebooked a slightly later flight to Newcastle, which itself was canceled just days before we were poised to take off. So we moved our transatlantic flights to London up to a day flight, stayed over in London, and booked a leisurely train to Newcastle the next morning. Which itself turned out to be a bit more leisurely than expected, as stunningly high temperatures, for England that is, forced service slowdowns to avoid equipment damage. Nonetheless, we arrived about half an hour late and proceeded with our plan. Now, as it's not known as a destination city for most tourists, a few words about Newcastle. It's one of these storied industrial cities known for shipbuilding, coal, and steel in its heyday. But like many such cities in England and the U.S., it was hollowed out by the globalization wave that followed the end of the Second World War. The city has begun to enjoy a revival, similar to what many of the so-called Rust Belt cities in the U.S. have experienced, and still boasts an English Premier League football team, which, trust me, the locals are very proud of. Not a place that one would think of taking coal to, or steel for that matter, but there I was taking coal, by that I mean my hiking partner, to Newcastle. Saying hello to our B&B host and dropping our baggage, we dipped our toes in the North Sea as a proper kickoff and then hustled off to Wall's End by a cab as the heat had now shut down the regional metro. Nonetheless, our enthusiasm was really high, the sun was shining, we set off on our down payment hike to Newcastle. In fact, that enthusiasm, along with a fine Turkish dinner in Whitley Bay, including several cold FS lagers to celebrate our beginning punctuates the wide-ranging nightcap from that evening. So we came all the way from New York. We've arrived here in Newcastle. There's an old saying, uh, actually coined, it turns out, by a 18th century parliamentarian to put down some of his uh, colleagues, which was to say, nobody takes tea to China. And it turns out that what he meant is, because nobody takes tea to China, you're basically wasting my time. Well. We didn't take tea to China, but we did take coal to Newcastle. So we came from New York, we came through London, we got to Newcastle, and here we are. So Cole, welcome to Newcastle. Thank you, George. Enjoying Newcastle so far. So far, so good. So far, so good. So, so we get here, before we did anything, we ran into probably the biggest heat wave they've had here in Northern England, certainly in my, my living memory, Thoughts, impacts, reactions? We certainly didn't expect it. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the last thing you expect coming to northern England is 90-some-odd degree heat, and apparently tomorrow's going to be even warmer. Yeah, this is Fahrenheit, um, no less. Yeah, this is Fahrenheit. <laughs> 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 if this was centigrade, be we'd be toast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's thrown a, thrown a few complications at us. At a certain point, the trains need to go a little slower on the tracks and the, the metros stop. And, you know, you have to you have to just be a little bit flexible, take a couple taxis that you weren't planning on. And, you know, you, you get around. Every, everything's fine. Um, you know, we rolled with the punches, as they say. Yeah, we went with it. Yeah. We, you know, yeah. we adapted. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. That's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. So we get here. Our plan here was to basically make the first down payment walk, which was to go to uh, the start of the walk, uh, which starts at a fort, which I'll come back to. Uh, and then, and as I put it, uh, the down payment being a five mile walk, the first five miles of a longer trek uh, into Newcastle. So it turns out that the walk starts at a fort right at the edge uh, of the North Sea. What's the name of that fort again? <laughs> I just, just work, work, work me through. Apparently, the proper pronunciation is Segadunum. No, I, I think he, that, that's good. <laughs> just tell me some of the other variants that we've worked with. Because uh, uh, I heard a few along the way when I was on the plane in New York and then when I was in London. You know, we had this extended train ride up to Newcastle. I think I do that. <laughs> I'm not a linguist, by the way, but I just want, I, I just want I, to hear I, your version. I think the last one I came up with was some, like Sejidanum or something, Sejidanum or Sejidem or I don't know. The, uh, there were a couple there that I thought were actually new lines of Levi's. <laughs> But it turns out, uh, but, the, but I think, I think sounds, yeah. sounds like on that 17th iteration with the help of the caddy, you got that one. You got it down pat now. Segadunum. Seg no, Segadunum. I'm not going to say it. I just want to hear you Segadunum. No denim right. involved. No Levi's. <laughs> no, that was, that was all good. That was all good. And um, yeah, so we look, hey, we start at the fort. Uh, we start strolling. We passed a few bikers, got passed by a few bikers. The ones we passed were going in the other direction, obviously. Uh, thoughts so far on what I'll call that down payment walk, other than the company, by the way? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it was actually easier to navigate going into Newcastle than, than, than the literature had implied. I, I thought it was pretty intuitive following our way through. It was better marked than I expected. I'd say the hardest part of the first five miles was passing some really awesome looking pubs along the side <laughs> of the road. <laughs> I was just like dying to stop for a pint. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, we could have yeah. turned that into a whole day affair, you realize, in the heat. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That could have that not worked out too well. But at least for, uh, for what I'll call day 1A, we were pretty well disciplined, I would say. Yeah, I thought we were very well behaved. Good. Um, what are your first impressions of the wall? Well, uh, you know, it's kind of a funny story, Cole, because you probably observed this. We didn't see a heck of a lot of wall here on day one, now did we? We saw bits and pieces. We saw bits and pieces. Yeah. So I sent, uh, I sent an email to a, uh, uh, to a learned friend and colleague. He explained I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing a walk on, on, on Hadrian's Trail, doing Hadrian's Wall. And it turns out the colleague is, is Chinese, is a Beijinger. And she sent back and said, oh, you're going to have a really good time, et cetera, et cetera. She said, I have to tell you, you know, being Chinese, I thought to myself, this will be like visiting the Great Wall, where you see <laughs> miles and miles, of, right? And, there, and people see pictures of the Great Wall. I, I, I've been lucky enough to walk on it. Cole, maybe you've walked on it too. Nope. Um, but the med of it is, uh, she basically said, yeah, I walked and walked and walked. 
And for the life of me, she says, I didn't see a wall. <laughs> and, yeah. and other than the few bits and pieces that you find left on you know, the eastern end here, which is where, where, uh, where the wall was actually started 1,900 years ago, uh, we saw very little wall. We took a couple of pictures of the small bits and pieces that we found, but as I would put it, the wall is largely uh, on the horizon for us rather than uh, so far having seen it. And uh, all I can say is I was duly forewarned. Yeah, I, I think the greatest part of the wall probably lies ahead, it, you know, sort of toward the middle. Sure hope so. Yeah, I mean, we, no. we came to see a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Now, well, we've seen we've seen Inklings, and we did get to see yeah. the castle in Newcastle. Um, I wanted to but, ask you about that. So, the castle in Newcastle, I think it was like it's like a, it's coming up on a thousand years old, right? It was started, I think, in the eleventh century. Yeah. And I think, and then we we you know we checked it out. We took pictures, read all the literature. You know, it was built in pieces, and then the whole compound as a fort was built over the next few centuries. But it's pretty darn old, right? It's an old castle. Yeah, beautiful. Which led me to wonder, why do you think they call the town Newcastle? Because it's a pretty old castle, <laughs> as castles go. I don't actually know the answer, but I, I do believe that the town Newcastle was named after that castle. I believe I read that somewhere. So there's some other castle that must be older, old in castle. which case this was the <laughs> Newcastle relative to that old castle. I'm just thinking out loud here because I haven't quite studied the history of castles. Yeah, you're, you, you, you may be too logical here. <laughs> no, just, it's possible. Just thought to myself, I mean, by, by American standards, you know, a thousand years is pretty old. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, even by my standards, you know, my age, a thousand years is pretty old. Yeah. We don't have to go there. So one of the fun surprises for me was the taxi drivers. I always love English taxi drivers, right? And, um, you know, these guys are just a, a fountain of information and... Other than the proper pronunciation of Segadunum, um, we got it right again. <laughs> we, we, we learned a lot about English Premier League and what else? Uh, yeah, I was—I have to be honest. You know, I was wrestling with. Um, I guess it's, I guess you call that. A, is that a Geordie accent? Is that what we're calling that? Okay, that apparently, northern, yeah, that northern yeah. England accent. Yeah, it's. You know, it's not. We're not quite that far I'm, from Scotland. Yeah, I'm not quite used to that one relative to you know having more familiarity you know with friends and colleagues in in in, uh, in the south, but uh, uh, yeah, from what little I gather, he's a pretty big football fan. <laughs> uh, and then I also gathered Newcastle started off really horribly, but managed after a really horrible start to squeeze themselves back into the Premier League and not yeah. get relegated. I think that was a good outcome. And yeah. uh, uh, and they've got a big checkbook. They have a big checkbook to the point where. The major competitors in the league apparently are looking to restrain that checkbook <laughs> in the interest of competitive parity, uh, and I use that term loosely. Or they want to keep it uncompetitive with them on top. You know, so the only unfortunate thing I'm just recollecting now that cab ride, and, and I agree with you entirely. It was, I think one of the, um, I think one of the benefits, so to speak, of the heat problems that we ran into is, <laughs> yeah, it cost us, yeah, it cost us a few quid to have to ride the cabs rather than take the metro. Hey, that's all fine. It's part of the game, but. The flip side is, we got to talk to these guys. We had that whole conversation about the Premier League and all. I recommended that one series from Netflix, but you know, you know what I never brought up in that whole conversation? What's that? Like, what's the most important TV show out there now about English Premier Football? <laughs> you, you wouldn't possibly be referring to Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, <laughs> yeah, Ted Lasso. I'm thinking we were in the cab with that fellow for 18, 20 minutes, right? We yep. talked everything. 
I ne- Ted Lasso never came up once. What no. was I thinking? What were you thinking? We had just talked about Ted Lasso, <laughs> but you haven't watched the show. No, you're the big Ted Lasso. Well, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. It's on my to-do list. It, it's um, it's it's to-do. Soon, it's, as soon as I get back from England, I'm going to watch Ted, Ted <laughs> Lasso. That's an but, assignment. Um, that's an assignment. The other things that that sort of struck me is, you know, in terms of like converting currency, it's good. It's good to have some some, some uh, British pounds, and you can just pick those up at any ATM. You don't need yeah. to go to one of these uh, these uh, exchange offices at the airport where they they, they take advantage they, of you a little bit on, on the yeah. rate. And the quality of the prepared foods that are available, as as so we don't have to plan our lunches too tightly. You know the the Pret-a-Manger's and the Marks and Spencers. That was all. That was a nice surprise. You can get some really quite good food, right? Yeah, I mean, my take on it was uh, sometimes you're thinking, okay, I'm going to a train station and I'm just going to find a local Pret or something like that and get a sandwich. And you're thinking, yeah, I'm going to have to settle for this because it was convenient enough. And by the way, it meant we didn't miss a train. Which on a day with this kind of heat would have been probably yeah. a, a, a minor, if not a major, disaster. Not missing trains is good. But, but, you know, all things considered, like, I never felt with any of the meals we had, uh, nothing that we had, we never settled for anything. I actually yeah. enjoyed everything I had, and I think you did too. So, yeah. uh, I, I, let's put it this way, whatever struggles I have on the rest of the walk, I can't lay them off on the day one food. No. So, I mean, on that basis, I, you know, I'm, I'm slowly running out of excuses, you know, if I do become <laughs> a laggard with you. Um, but, you know, it's still, it's still early. We got, we got five miles down and uh, 84 minus five, 79. Left to go. I was, did I tell you? I Sixty-nine. Back? No, seventy-nine. Seventy-nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, seventy-nine. Is it beer talking? Yeah, no, maybe. Seventy-nine. No. It's seventy-nine. I was a math guy. This is like my, it's like my wheelhouse. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I agree. Just yeah. you know what you're saying on the food and all. Uh, and then, by the way, uh, you know, we sampled the local brew when we were first in London last yeah. night. I thought that we had a nice Cam- pale Camden ale. Camden pale ale. Camden pale ale, and um, that was quite enjoyable. That was a nice way to. Uh, to tip off the the excursion and uh, yeah, so, so I would say on the on what I'll call the dietary front or the intake front, all good. And uh, and I, I think going forward, I think one of the things we've learned we can stop at a pret along yeah. the way. You know, tomorrow we may do the same thing and pick up a sandwich. Uh, you know, before we head out for uh, leg one of the big journey, if you will. And dinner <laughs> dinner tonight instead of fish and chips, we went for Turkish food, but we had a beautiful table overlooking the water and. We dipped our toes in the uh, the eastern. I don't even know what body of water this is, but the eastern coast of England, and we're we're gonna walk to the other side and dip our toes in again. I, uh, as best I know, that's part of the North Sea, so I'm gonna call it the North Sea. Okay. You can call it the eastern edge of, of England. Or okay. England. North Sea and to 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 what the Atlantic? And I we're guess. Gonna, well, we're going actually to the Irish Sea, I believe. I believe the other side will be the right. Irish Sea, but up you know. Okay. We got like six days for me to look at a map somewhere between now and then, and you know we'll be hiking along. But I'm pretty sure it's the Irish Sea. But Cole, this all reminds me actually. Um, <laughs> when we were dipping our toes into the water, it reminds yeah. me that you said, "Well, you know, this is exactly what bikers do when they bike from the Atlantic to the Pacific." Right, or from the Pacific to the Atlantic. Or exactly, or they, the, they the dip, other way. They dip their front wheel into the water on one coast, pedal across the country, and then they dip the wheel into the into the water on the other coast to complete the journey. My my cousin did that. Exactly, and that's that's like a nice story, and it's a nice like metaphor for what we were trying to do. But that's really not where I was going with it. Where I was really going with it is, 
you yourself are, are a biker, and that's <laughs> that's so. But you're you're a biker, and that's that's what I think the reason that you were able to make such a parallel to what we just <laughs> did by getting our feet in the in the North Sea here, which by the way wasn't as cold. It wasn't as cold as I feared it would be. It sounds like it wasn't no, as cold we, as you we, because we, it was actually pretty temperate. Yeah, we still both have our toenails, which I thought was a good outcome. But uh, I'm just thinking out loud here because. Uh, <laughs> Lo and behold, here we were like a week before, we're coming over to do this well-planned hike and all the gear that we did, all the practice hikes we did and all. But as I mentioned, you are a biker. It's the reason you know those kind of little allegories about dipping the wheel in the water and all that bit. But but you had, um, how, shall we, how shall we put it? You had an argument with a cement truck on your bike recently. Is that, is, that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I was riding my motorcycle and went headlight to headlight with a cement truck that was full of cement. Not, yep. not a lot to give there. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, so I, I had a few thoughts on that one, which is um, I'm not a betting man, but if I were, frankly, me and most of the smart money probably would have been on the cement truck rather than you <laughs> on your bike. Um, so I'm glad you're here, and you're mostly in one piece. I, I saw you got little clavicle issues, but you know, those, those will heal. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. The cement truck didn't come out of it too badly. I made a mess of his headlight, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah, right. The, bike, the bike's not looking so good. You know, it's funny. I was looking at that tattoo in your forehead. And funny, I was looking at when you looked in the mirror and I read it backwards, I thought it said Helligen. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I was, I was, all, all, all aside on that one. But I was, I, did, I, I was thinking, again, you know, sometimes my mind wanders, but um, when you told me it was a cement truck and you basically said, you know, he was carrying a whole load of wet mix, I thought to myself, you know, I'm really glad that you're, you know, you're all better and stuff, and I don't have to basically carry your, you know, carry your carcass here across or, northern England. I think that's all a good outcome. Or but, shoot me. Yeah, but but I'm just I'm, I'm spinning around in my head, and I said, you know, if this had gone worse, uh, you know, and the outcome was much worse uh, than fortunately, you know, than than fortunately was. But if the outcome was much worse, and I had all that wet cement there, do you think they would have just fitted you for the shoes right then and there? <laughs> or I'm just, you know, kind of. I don't know how these things work. I've never. I've never had a uh, uh, an incident, if you will, with a cement truck. So I'm just kind of curious if uh, that, that thought. I mean, I'm sure a lot of crazy thoughts ran through your head as you were kissing this guy's headlight. But did that one ever occur to you? That <laughs> no. geez, I wonder if he has wet cement or not, or whether he's running. You know, is he running dry or is he running wet? No. And does he? Is he? A, does he do shoes? I, no. it, any of these thoughts? No. No shoes. No shoes. For Nothing for, about the for, shoes. Fortunately, the guy I ran into was also a motorcycle enthusiast. He had a Harley Davidson belt buckle. He was very helpful. Really? Nice guy. Yeah. You know, Jeff Foxworthy would say, <laughs> if you walk into a bar and they ask you, you know, like for your ID and you show them a belt buckle, whether it's Harley Davidson or your own name, because he would say, you must be a redneck. <laughs> but anyway, that's just like a that's a belt buckle thing. That's that's something else entirely. We're quoting Jeff Foxworthy already. Well, I, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, one of the great oracles of our time. You know, to my way of thinking, like you know, in life, you want to be great, and if you can't be great, then you should be good. If you can't be good, then you should be funny. And if you can't be funny, then you look for people who are. And Foxworthy is pretty near the top of my personal list. So oh I'm, I'm happy to quote genius when I see it. You can't argue with that. What else? What else went on today that we didn't cover, didn't talk about, didn't think about? Uh, I mean, and again, we, let's not talk about the company because I I know I'm good company, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, you're. I'm you're, not gonna bang on you about com, it. You were completely fine. You're, we were very I mean, for, well, very well behaved for day one. I thought we were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good. My only regret is that we didn't stop for that beer along the way. That that place looked. There were a couple of pubs along the way. It looked like there were a lot of fun. 
as we were coming into Newcastle. Yeah, you know, there was that one, and the, the funny thing was, it turned out the bridge that we thought was our natural stopping point uh -huh. was known as the swing bridge, it turns out, yeah. although we didn't see it swing. I don't know if, well, you know, in today's world, I don't know if swinging is really a thing that happens anymore, or at least, you know, people, whether they publicize it or not. I don't know if bridges do it. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, I'm, uh, just on on the pub thing, I, I was kind of, and, and we're looking at all those bridges over the river, and we knew that we had to get to one of them. It turns out we were actually much closer to the end of our walk and probably had plenty of time to get that beer. So with benefit yeah. of hindsight, we probably shouldn't have passed that place, but I mean, we should give ourselves a pat on the butt because you know why? We stuck with our discipline and we finished our walk before we decided to imbibe in a local <laughs> libation. Yeah, yeah, we, we got it done despite having a few minor travel glitches and delays, but uh, you know, it was fun. We got here. We had plenty of time. It was nice. Uh, our little bed and breakfast here is nice. Yeah, no complaints. Neat little seaside town here, with Yeah. You know? I mean, my first time. Your first time, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my first time this far north. I've been to Scotland, but never this far up in England. Should have mentioned it. You are a Scot by descent. I am. I. So, it just kind of reminds Did me. you get you know, that? I. A I E O. Are we talking about the pirate alphabet here? Hi, <laughs> laddie. It it actually though it did remind me a bit. You know, there's this debate about why Hadrian's Wall was built, and ah. was, I think the prevailing view is that Hadrian, being the consolidator of the Roman Empire, had seen all of this expansion and decided to fortify most of the borders. He actually sacrificed, I think, some of the conquests he made in Mesopotamia and elsewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, but nonetheless, when he came, and he did come to uh, Britannia, as it was known, uh, and basically authorized the building of the wall, the idea was seemingly, or the prevailing view is that it was built to restrain the so-called barbarians, which we now call Scots, no, no offense, <laughs> but to restrain the barbarians uh, on the frontier. But it may be an alternative, which is it may have been built to prevent the expansionist tendencies of the British or the brigands or whoever these groups were that had been cultivated, if you will, uh, and empired, uh, co-opted, some people would say, by the Romans. So. Uh, it may be that we were looking to keep people like you out, but it may also be that we were trying to prevent the folks from down below from trying to take more of your more of your turf, so to speak. Your yeah, actions, yeah, or, your ancestors. Yeah, I get. I guess the sense that I have is that the Roman Empire, what Hadrian was trying to do, is make a clear delineation between what was in and what was out of the yeah. empire. Because when the Romans expanded to certain places, you know, they would implement laws and, you know, roads and aqueducts and everything else. And if this is sounding like the what have the Romans ever done from, uh, for us part of Life of Brian, it, it, there's some truth to it. Um, well, who didn't so, take that history class, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's Roman History 101 right there. Right? <laughs> well, they did build the roads, Reg. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but what else? Did they and do? the laws <laughs> and the aqueducts. Yes, well, apart from the laws and the aqueducts and the roads, what have the Romans ever done for us? But, oh, yeah, God. I mean, they, they, yeah, so they, I think they wanted a clear limit in, and everything below that line 
they would put some structure to yeah. and uh, everything above they were not going to worry so much about unless yeah. somebody tried to come south. Yep. Yep. Well, tomorrow uh, we're going in heat again. Tomorrow's another hot day, apparently, according to forecasts. going to be a hot one. I was a forecaster. I'm not sure how much we should trust forecasts. But anyway, uh, that being aside, uh, it's going to be a hot one. But I think tomorrow we should look forward to actually seeing some more because we're going to make some serious yeah. progress tomorrow. Yeah, we're going we're to go, what, 20-odd miles? No, not 20-odd kilometers. And, uh, you know, about 15 miles or it's 15 almost. 15 miles or so, yeah. And, uh, I'm taking the bus. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk the wall. You walk the wall. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll walk part of the wall. I'll you. take pictures for you. Yeah, yeah. Just Photoshop <laughs> me and my friend. <laughs> uh, it's going to be like the Great Wall of Northumbria. Absolutely. Uh, what time do you have? Now? I have, I, I think it's about quarter to brew. Quarter so to I, brew? I think it's about time to wrap up. All right, let's have a beer. Mm -hmm.